You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. I think it's great. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. I love it. I love you guys. You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. You're listening to the Pints and Provisions podcast with Evan, Mark, Ryan, and Dan. You're listening to the Pints and Provision Podcast with Evan, Mark, and Dan. Oh, I forgot someone. I can't That should be pretty good. We'll read off the description here in a second. Smells terrific. Welcome to the vaccinated Pints and Provisions podcast. This is our first in-person one in a while, although we did do one like last summer with Brian here, kind of on your porch, but it was one of those periods of time where things were pretty good in the community, but this is the now vaxxed version. I was going to lick the bottle real quick with the little drips coming off. I still said I don't think we're ready for that yet. As as, as someone in that, that uh, I work with in my office, one of the staff members said, I'm all vaccinated now. Can I go lick street posts and get crazy on St. Patrick's Day? And I said, I still wouldn't do that. But uh, as, as I've heard the saying, I am vaxxed, waxed, and ready to party. <laughs> Touche. Touche. Uh, Evan here. Ryan, welcome. Hello. Uh, and nobody else wanted to partake in the Media Noche, media noche Fest that we yeah. were going to have. A little disappointing. Yeah, that's sad. But, you know, My taste buds aren't disappointed, though. And, you know, like at this point, it's um, it's hard to claim a school night thing, at least. I mean, it's a work night. But, like, our kids, I mean, there's no semblance of school at all this week. It's sort of like just the sort of victory parade. You know, hey, we finished the year. Yep. Um, I don't get it. Anyway, it's their loss, but we still all love them. But we we love you for joining us. Um, we're glad to be back. This um, this edition, it's a nice night out here in, on Ryan's porch. Uh, we've got some media notes we're going to mull over in terms of uh, adjunct craziness. But we uh, should start off by going over beers of the week, which uh, I will go first at least. I was at home. My wife had a trip with her mom and her sister. And so I dug into the Crowler edition of the Goldfinger beers from uh, Brett had brought those down and the Hefeweizen from Goldfinger, which I will tell you going into it, I was sort of half-hearted and not all that super pumped. Uh, Okay, another half. I'm sure it's going to be good. And it doesn't, this isn't a, a, a judgment on Goldfinger's part, but I was like, okay, it's a half. I'm sure it'll be fine. It was wonderful. It kind of reminded me again of my favorite half, which is Live Oak Half. And being that it was crawlered about two weeks before then, you kind of have to wonder, is there going to be oxidation? You know, how's it going to be carved? Yep. Everything like that. And uh, I had mine on Saturday as well, and it was terrific. Yeah, it, it kind of had a lot of the nice banana clove without being overly confident. Um and sometimes that can go the wrong way. But I loved it. It was everything I wanted it to be. Uh, sorry, more than everything I wanted out of it. And I had a whole crowler of it, so I got to share it with my father-in-law, who was hanging out with us and the kids. Uh, how about you? Yeah, I was debating. Uh, we had a birth, little mini birthday share about uh, 10 days ago at this point, And then uh, over the weekend... We cracked a Coconut Media Noche. Uh, that would be the winner. There was a 2015 Bourbon Barrel Age Dark Lord at the birthday share that was really, really good. And 2020 Maman by Perennial was also really good. But the Coconut Media Noche, which would have been from 2017, this is uh, by Weldworks. And no coincidence did I crack that over the weekend because we were doing this. But um, 
it was amazing. 13.9% ABV. You know, it's at this point, it's three years old. I don't know, maybe two and a half, but uh, it was coconut heavy. The floaties were heavy as well, and uh, it, it had been in my temperature-controlled fridge for most of its uh, its existence, and I think it was uh, I think that helped the coconut come through, and it was super flavorful. Uh, a couple of the guys I shared it with said it was one of the best beers they'd ever had. So yeah, it was uh, it was terrific. We had it on the golf course and uh, had a nice. We had that on the golf course. Yeah, <laughs> nothing goes better on a hot day than 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 a thick stout on the golf course. Yeah, uh, no hey. comment. I don't know. We just we brought it with. We were trying to figure out a time to drink it, and we said let's do it. It was a little warm, but the breeze was okay. Being in the golf cart and things like that, and it was yeah, it was terrific. Um, I want to say so that one they they used to describe it. There was uh, a seven year Breckenridge bourbon barrel they aged in for eighteen months, which. I think they pretty much have always done the amount of months uh, consistent with the year it was in. Huh. So 2017, they aged their meaty noches for 17 months. And then this one was a 36-hour boil. So um, oh, yeah. these, that, that 2017, 2018 are... year when they described all of those details, it was pretty exciting. So this one was fantastic. And, uh, yeah, Lordy. No, uh, no no, complaints whatsoever. No, and, and to... Just slide right into this Media Noche. This is the uh, Media Noche Reserve. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, 2020 Reserve? Yes, that's correct. And uh, it is a blend of Imperial Stouts aged in eight to nine-year bourbon barrels for 21 months, then aged with toasted coconut flakes, comma, raw coconut chips, and then Ugandan vanilla beans, Belizean Roasted cacao nibs from Cultura Craft Chocolate and Ghanan roasted cacao nibs and husks from Nuance Chocolate, each selected to complement the natural flavors imparted by the barrels. From our friends at Weldworks in Greeley, Colorado. And it actually has a small little thing here is signed by Colin Jones, co founder, CEO, and our homeboy, Neil Fisher, co founder and head brewer. So you can always go check out our interview with Neil Fisher back from the COVID uh, quarantine days. Yeah, really early, early days of that uh, when that interview aired. It was, yeah. it was fun getting him on. One of my favorite humans in the uh, brewing industry, such a, a kind person. And uh, had a, he has a very large love for uh, adjuncts, I will say. He's unabashedly uh, a, f- a, f- uh, a fan of adjuncts. So. No one would, uh, no one would drink or get a Weldworks beer and say, "Hey, these guys, they they are totally um, strictly Reinheitsgebot driven." Yeah, but to their defense, I would say that they do it very in a very calculated way. I think. Oh, definitely. Uh, especially like some of the other ones that uh, we may drink either later tonight or or while we're live here. They, uh, you know, they don't they don't just mix adjuncts. I think we we know a few breweries out there that just add adjuncts to add adjuncts. Right. And I think they do it in a pretty calculated way. Uh, there's, you know, certainly they have plenty that have two, three, four adjuncts, but I think it's always based on some type of dessert or some type of combination that they've experimented with. So I think they do a nice job. Uh, it seems like they have had more and more each year. They've got the Tawny Port and the Port Barrel series from 2020, and then this year they have this Bananas Foster, a Cookies and Cream they had a couple others. I think one was another one that was aged in like a brandy or, or port barrel as well from the ones that just came out. What? These really just came out about two weeks ago, I guess, these later ones. Yeah, the ones. ones you got. So, so no, I, no, they I do agree. a nice job. They are, they are very methodical and mathematic when it comes to what they do. They don't do it willy-nilly or um, just sort of what they pulled out of the basement, uh, which is, is uh, it's thoughtful. I think it's done thoughtfully. But I love this. This has just an incredible and insane amount of chocolate. Yeah, that was the first thing that really hit me. I think it was the chocolate. Almost a little bit of a ri- like rich dark chocolate that's got some bitterness to it. Yeah. Which I think probably some would have this and not like that, uh, in my opinion, just from what I've experienced with... Almost like a chocolate s- syrup. Yeah, or maybe some of those... But not as sweet. Maybe that 2018 Proprietors by Bourbon County was had the chocolate. Triple chocolate. There's just a few that I've had that have, are a little bit on the bitter side that people kind of are thrown off by a little bit. I really like it. Uh, it's it's my jam. 
little bit more of that dark chocolate, I think, is is really nice to go with the bourbon barrel. So I think yeah, it's the, a good combo. And the warmth of the barrel is just on point, and it's plenty thick to complement all the sweetness, and it sticks and coats to your glass. Um, I, coconut, I don't. It's not overwhelming. You do get a little bit, but I think it's so overpowered with all the the cocoa and the chocolate that it sort of is it's not giving giving the coconut enough room to show. And I'd say the same for vanilla, right? Yeah. The I chocolate's mean, definitely taken this the the front seat of this drive and they've tossed uh tossed those vanilla beans and coconut chips into the back of the suburban. Yeah. I would say so to speak. So. In the kitty seat, you know. They're buckled in and and safe, but they're not making much of a fuss. But it's nice. The barrel comes through really nice. It's, uh, what do we say, eight to nine year uh, barrels. Bourbon. You know, what they have been doing lately is saying which bourbon, which is really cool. I, I think it's just kind of fun just to hear about the different bourbons that people are using, uh, especially as now as we get into bourbon a little bit more and when we can relate to some of these. For example, they did an Old old Elk Media Noche. Old right. Elk is, is just kind of this unique, um, you know, pretty young distillery that... I believe is based out of the Colorado area, maybe in Fort Collins, which is near Greeley. But they did an Old Elk Media Noche, which is pretty cool. And we're going to need to pause this. Trey! Trey! This is Neil Fisher from Wellbrook Brewing Company, and you're listening to the Pints and Provisions podcast. All right, well, the pause uh, was to allow Brian to show up. That's what Trey was barking at. So thanks for joining us, Brian. <laughs> Did we get a good amount of barking on the uh, recording? Uh, I'm going to leave it there. We'll find out soon enough. Um, so just in time to unravel a little bit more about this whole bourbon thing that we uh, tried to get in touch, uh, touch with or get a part of, and that was the the, the Bell Mead Honey. Um Batch which two, right? Yep, I think yep. that's right. Which was uh, bottle shop? Which one was it down in Nashville? It was just actually straight from the distillery. I oh, think. Yeah. okay. Sorry. Anyway, they had a random drawing. Uh, some of us got it. Some of us did not. And nobody here got one. I was gonna say all of us here did not. No. No. Okay. Nobody got one. <laughs> some friends of the podcast in Tennessee. Some friends one. of the podcast in Tennessee got one. Um, Were you guys going to drive down and pick up your bottle <laughs> if you had one? Well, you could pick it up until I thought it was August in August. Yeah. So like, okay. yeah. So we would have either, either I would have I would have been down there, and then um, you would have done the thing where if you guys would have won, we would have you would have gotten a new license, and I would have been yeah something like it, that. Yeah, we would have gotten it. I mean, that's that's totally legit. Yeah. I just would have maybe borrowed it to you. And yeah. Put a hat on. True. And leave the yeah. beard. Would have been the first time. I don't know. But. Some friends of the podcast got on, but they did honey finished bourbon. I don't know. It, educate me. I'm. I'm pretty sure you guys know more about bourbon than I do. I mean, as far as I know, it's from what I read. I don't know that. They take what I think is their normal bourbon and put it in barrels that had they had previously put honey in for like eight months or something like that. Is that right? And then that's it, right? I mean, I think that's... Yeah, I think it's very similar technique that breweries are using for... Like maple uh, syrup. Maple syrup. I think honey is is actually being done a little bit too, but I believe that they uh, age the bourbon to the age that they want it to be in, and then I don't know what they do with it for a certain period of time. But then they put honey in those barrels that had the bourbon. Oh, so it's the same barrels that essentially they came from. I believe so. Now maybe they're maybe they are separate, but I I've, I've always thought that they do the honey in those barrels that had the bourbon in them. So that liquid has to go somewhere for a little bit. But, yeah, it's about six, eight, maybe like nine that, months. Yeah. I don't think it's a year. Or maybe they have ones that they used, the first spent ones that they pulled over and then they just transferred. Right, yeah. It could be something like that. And then once they dump all the honey, then they finish all the bourbon in those emptied honey bourbon barrels. Where's that honey? So <laughs> the honey came with these packages. Oh, yeah. That's oh. Right. The, the box kit came with a bottle of the honey. That was that came out of these barrels, honey. yeah. And I, I've I've been to a couple beer events where there was something focused on with honey or whatever, where they did have some bourbon barrel aged honey there. Uh, that 
I've never had it. Uh, I have had bourbon barrel aged maple syrup. I think we've all really enjoyed that stuff. But yeah. So I, I've only had, I have not had Bell Mead batch one. I had a Garrett Brothers. They basically replicated the, not the recipe, but the age, the process, the technique that Bell Mead did. And certainly from a secondary perspective and, and availability on being able to get the bottle, it's, it's extremely easier. It was fantastic. Uh, it was really, really good. I had it. Uh, had a pour of it last summer, and uh, yeah. So I, I'm sold on the the technique, oh, really? the process. So it just adds just some sweetness and rounds it out a little bit. Kind yeah. of more of an easy sipper kind of thing. Yeah, and I don't. I guess I don't know. You know, which a lot of people think that it's better for a rye than a bourbon, just to the ba- oh, the yeah. sweetness to balance out that. that spiciness, which is what we're about to drink here. But. Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, it just adds a little bit of sweetness and, and honey flavor, and I do like honey. Yeah. Uh, I like, you know, if like I'm honey having and a, beers, I was going to say honey and beer, but if I'm going to have a cup of tea, honey always goes great with it, you know, just stuff like that. So, it's um, just kind of amazing how crazy it went. I mean, because what you're describing, you know, what we're describing doesn't sound like it's super crazy process, but the rarity of this stuff and how sought after it is and was for batch one and is for this one is kind of... Yeah, I mean, for you know, because you can go buy this distillery's normal stuff really right now. easily. Right, you can go at any shelf store. off. Yep. Yeah, and I believe this Bell Mead Honey Batch One was on shelves when it first came out for two years, yeah. from what I've heard. Huh. I was educated on this Garrett Brothers one a little bit last summer. Garrett Brothers, I believe they're in Austin, maybe Houston, Texas, but they're in Texas. But uh, okay, the guy that shared it with me, he is a pretty good bourbon nerd, uh, and. And he just explained some of the process and, and some of the background on Bell Mead. And he said, yeah, he said, it's just crazy. Like, this process, this style didn't take off the way bourbon did. And so this still sat on shelves before people realized how good it was. And, you know, Facebook obviously added a lot of yeah. hype to a lot of this stuff pretty quickly and and things like that. So uh, so really, a lot of these places like Starlight that uh, we're going to try here in a few few minutes, you know, they've a lot of places are just now releasing Oh, okay. um, honey barrel stuff or honey finish stuff, I should say, because, you know, batch one of Bell Mead came out. No one really knew it was a big deal until a couple of years later. And so then people started trying to replicate it. And now, you know, the stuff's done aging and yeah. it's ready to go and, and rocking and rolling. So mm. I think it's I think it's a thing that'll be very popular. You know, I don't think you'll see a, a Pappy Van Winkle or a B-Tac ever be finished in, in honey barrels, but I think the a lot George of The George T. Stag Honey Edition. I think a lot of these up-and-comer types, yeah. uh, even in Old Elk that we mentioned earlier, you know, places like that, I think a lot of them are going to give it a shot because... Yeah. Uh, Trying to think, stand out right now. It, to stand out, I yeah. think when done well, I think people really like it, and it could help put their put their name on the map a little bit, a little bit thicker, too. Cool. Very interesting. Did you try and it, it came with... Like a couple Glencairn glasses and a nice. Yeah, they did like, a good box, job with it, and it was know. the presentation was yeah. nice. And, uh, and what was it? A hundred and seventy. I was thinking somewhere around there. Yeah, hundred seventy-five to two hundred something. So it's like two hundred four after tax. And they knew that. I mean, they could have charged what obviously they knew. But doing that's a, doing not a, price gouging. No, they could have charged whatever they wanted. They just buy a whistle pig for five hundred bucks, right? So. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'm or guilty. Kentucky I, Owl I assumed it was. Uh, Probably somewhere between 100 and 150. I did not check the price when I. <laughs> you didn't care. I put my name in there, and it's the old system. How where much is if, this again? If you win a ticket, you get automatically charged. And after that popped up, yeah, and said 204. I was like, ugh, that's a little steep, <laughs> whoa, but whoa. Hopefully, it should be worth it. Yeah, that's so. a, that was my first thought. I was like, so I'll know I win when my my card gets charged automatically, and then I know I've bought myself a trip down to Nashville <laughs> yeah. as well. So it just got more expensive. More expensive. <laughs> Honey, uh, I have a trip I have to take down to Nashville. What for? Uh, to get a bottle of bourbon. A bottle? That's it? Yeah. I promise that's all I'll come I back I promise with. that's all I'll come back. Just one bottle. Yeah. One bottle. Uh, and it was going pretty solidly on secondary pretty quickly, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. The first day, I think we all kind of were chiming in 1200 to yeah. 1400 bucks. A little I'm bit. sure there's a small town or yeah. small market that it went higher than that. Yep. Yeah. I saw one today for nine fifty. So, people are making their money back. People pretty are making their that. move, yeah. as they always do, which isn't surprising. You see about 
<laughs> you see about $200,000 worth of George T. Stagg yeah. sold in a matter of a couple days after those start hitting the market. Yeah. So oh, it's, yeah. uh, it's kind of part of the process. At least this one waited until they actually released it. This wasn't like where you saw them you know, earlier or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Those are the ones that impressed me. People post a ticket, sell yeah. the bottle that they're about to get a month later. So this was the only way you could get this, was through this. So far, like. yeah. yeah. That was it. It wasn't any, yeah, right, until you know a couple bottle shops and places get them and then they put them on their shelf for $700 and you know then you see the pictures online of where 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 to go for price gouging right um well that'll be fun well so let's let's give this a whirl so remind me what the starlight distilling starlight distilling you know this is one of the places that uh they can't reveal who they uh buy their you know it's it's uh what do they call it sourced sourced uh distillate uh, typically, it is MGP out of Indiana. Yep. And this is a uh, signature nice. rye blend aged in new charred American oak barrels for a minimum of four years. I think they do call it a, a total of five, so it's it's probably the blend averages out to five. Uh, it is transferred into X bourbon barrels that have been aged with honey for an additional three to eight months. The honey provides a sweet floral nose and that texture. To complement the rice spice, uh, Starlight is in is actually also in Barden, Indiana. Which I think Barden, Indiana is that I think that's where MGP might be. Probably, yeah, I don't know, but probably right so on the border gets with pumped into the basement, Kentucky yeah. potentially. That um, it's interesting. It that smells like chamomile. I guess that's probably that this place was honey. around since 1843, which is pretty interesting, but. I don't know. I, uh, that doesn't uh, the make sense, bourbon whiskey marketing. <laughs> yeah, ex- yeah. Well, that's true too, because we've we've all heard that not all the the stories and everything are uh, are real on these labels. So, on the front, it does say established two thousand one. So who knows? But uh, yeah, rye whiskey finished in honey barrels, one hundred and ten proof. Uh, this is a wow. Benny's pick, actually. So uh, they had some set out on their kind of their main front store uh, shelf or whatever you call it there last week. Uh, and you bought this to get an idea of a honey finished bourbon, or you just said this is I interesting. Think I had or... just put in my ticket for this uh, Bella Mead, and I just said it's meant to be. <laughs> All right, it was your way <laughs> of Vinny's pick, <laughs> right? Mean, so you're thinking that it's they a don't pick, like, yeah. yeah. And and I like I said, I had the uh, the Garrett good. Brothers one, and I said I don't have a honey ba- honey finished barrel uh, on my shelf in yep. my collection. The Starlight bottles that I've had, uh, or the samples that I've had at least, uh, have all been pretty good. So I said, no reason not yeah. to give it a try. It's nice. It is, it is good. I mean, this would, I can see where the honey adds just like a little bit of, you'd have it neat into the night. Yeah, and it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be offensive to, I think it would open up doors maybe to some yep. less than enthusiastic bourbon lovers just because it's a little sweeter yep. and it's not just it takes so. A little, a little bit of the edge off. <laughs> Takes a little bit of the turpentine off it, but you know it's it's nice. It's nice. It's not super complex, which is also why you could invite some let lower enthusiasts out there to have it. And I mean, bourbon I think, haters. I think this is something that could could easily turn on someone that does typically would just say I don't like bourbon. Yeah. But they could give this a try, and maybe it's someone that likes honey, um, or yeah, just like some sweeter flavors, and it's just like holy cow, you know. I mean. Yeah. No different than a, a bourbon barrel aged stout on vanilla beans for someone who likes, you know, vanilla cake with chocolate frosting or whatever that loves it or whatever. So yeah, I think it's good. I think it's the rye spice actually hits pretty, pretty the hard on the end. finish. I'm getting a lot on the finish. It's, it's kind of a little nice burn as it goes down that I really like. Um, maybe it's just so strong on the nose, but I get the whole front end of honey, honey, and then it's gone. But. Like I said, that I, is get, really good. I, I mean, get this like chamomile, not offensive potpourri, but you know that f- you could get the floral. You get the floral for sure, yeah. So um, the distillery in Nashville, Nelson's Greenbrier, actually, I mean, what like most did when they started, um, you know, they sourced their stuff from MGP until they started making their own stuff, or they, you know, their their product had aged. It'll be interesting to see these places that source from MGP that then switch to their own how that 
transition goes and if people actually end up just going back to MGP because they're like, (laughs) we're fine to do the finishing touches on this thing, but... You know, and then you wait five years to find out how yeah, yours is you turning gotta, out. Yeah, you got to put some capital in to find out yeah. if you ever get customers. Because that's complaints. where Smoke Wagon gets theirs. They're an MGP. Yeah, Smoke Wagon. Even some Willets MGP. There's a lot of big name out there that. Uh, other well, then than the arts in the blending, right? Well, I mean, yeah. even, again, obviously Pappy's sourced, right? But it just ends up being his his yep. ability to blend and right. his nose. Yeah, so. yeah. They everyone kind of just says credits the Smoke Wagon guy. Yeah. Who's all over? You know his Instagram his page Instagram is really fun is to watch. Entertaining as hell. Uh, and they just say he is just this incredible master blender. Yeah. And you know, kind of like we we talk about Corey King from the beer side is just sometimes you if have a you've knack got for a it. knack for it. Yeah, yeah, then it's it can turn into something special. So yeah, people all all say, oh, it's just eight year MGP. It's like, well, who's the name on it that's actually doing the yeah. blending and picking the barrels and things like that? Because that does mean something. Yeah, you watch his videos. You're like, this guy is a master blender. Yeah, <laughs> the way he talks, but man, he is a force. He in seems like media. he just enjoys cigars and drinking. Yeah, whiskey. I think and, and wearing his like turquoise studded <laughs> yeah. cowboy hat and tight t shirts. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're in Vegas, I mean, what and yeah, as you would in Vegas. So, but uh, we had that Traverse City pick. That was MGP. I that think was that was an eight year one. That City. was terrific. I keep that around just because I, it, it, yeah, it's 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 a special bottle. Yeah. It's really cool. And plus, how can you not love like. Uh, Seinfeld reference. I was going to say, you, you got a, it's got a special place in your heart because of Traverse City and the <laughs> Seinfeld reference. And the Seinfeld reference, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, they're, and yeah, and their stuff is, it, it, it's pretty solid. Uh, I don't go for the cherry, everybody like loves a cher- the cherry whiskey that they have, but yeah, that's, it's pretty darn average, if not, you know. Yeah. Uh, but but their other stuff, their their smaller batch stuff is, is pretty good. Yeah, that might pay for the... The hobby, the good stuff. Right, know? exactly. Like, so. you know, vodka and gin keeps the lights on, but, you know, the bourbons, bourbons where you can make the yeah. real moves. It is interesting seeing these places doing gin and, and vodka and different. They have to. Yeah, different yeah. liquids. It's too long yeah, to it absolutely. wait on. I think, uh, what was it? I, I bought a, maybe it was, I don't know if it was Traverse City. Now I'm, I'm drawing a blank. It was, in, it was in Michigan, but I bought a gin to have in the house uh, for some, gin mint juleps that someone recommended me making uh, a while back and and the guy at Benny's was like yeah you'll see these these big bourbon names out here he said this is what keep the keeps lights on and yeah. he said actually a lot of these little craft bourbon distilleries do a really really good job with with gin and some of these other liquids too so yep i got one and it was it was good yeah i think that my friend who runs uh um mississippi river distilling company who i went to college with Basically, they can turn around a mash and get a bottle of vodka or gin ready in almost like three days. Yeah, and then they're selling it. So that's just cash in hand at that point right away. It's a quick turnaround. But yeah, he shows you the barrel house, and it's like it's ain't gonna be ready for like four years. Yeah, hope it's good. (laughs) Yeah, hope it's good. Hope it doesn't all disappear. Now we've got ADM in Peoria. Yep, that makes distillate. What is that used for? What is that? Who who buys that? Where, where, what does that go into? Have you ever heard the rumor that Sky comes out of here? I've heard I've that not. there's yeah. That I've heard is it the same or, type or of thing Kirkland or, or something like that. Yeah, I'd heard, but well, Tito's kind of like MGP. Like people, there's like this uh, non-disclosure where they're not supposed to say where their sources are. Probably so. Same thing with with vodka and and other types. Tito's is imagine. not actually yeah. made in Austin. Huh. They get their juice somewhere yeah. else, mm-hmm. and they do some sort of like. Wave it through Texas, kind of thing. Slap a slap a cool. Uh, flag well, on like it. they 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 touch do it. some kind of awesome marketing. Yeah, they touch <laughs> it enough think in really, Austin, really then stuff. they can say like it's made in Austin, bottled or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of it heads right down the Mississippi River. Yeah. The interesting thing with this is it is almost clear. Now that's probably because it's not it doesn't have a ton of age on it, but still, for even for a five year bourbon. Or maybe I just don't have much in my glass. No, I, I, I kind of thought the same thing. It is looking really light. Looking through, looking through the bottle. That's an but optical illusion. Maybe it is. Yeah. <laughs> What's the yeah, proof the bottle's a little dark. What is the proof on that? It's 110 proof. 110. Would be dangerous. Uh, yeah. Yeah, after a couple of those. You put you take that on vacation, and <laughs> that's, that could be dangerous. That means you missed the boat trip the next day. This was good. I'm glad like that glad in the hands of somebody who knows what they're doing with cocktails would be would be good too. Yeah, yeah. 
That's a good yeah. idea. If I see another one of these, I'm going to buy it for cocktails. Yeah. Okay, what something, kind of cocktail you make? I don't know. I don't know cocktails enough, but I'll do some research and find something with a little bit more of a sweeter focus. Maybe mm. something honey-based. Yeah, I don't know. But a, a good whiskey, honey combination of a cocktail, I think this would be a yeah. terrific whiskey. I think you could just make a, a variation of like old-fashioned with that. Or maybe, I mean, definitely, yeah. You know, because it's got enough sweetness and you just make a little twist on an old-fashioned. Yeah. I will say I've been making these uh, mint juleps lately. And Four Roses High Rye Picks have been just phenomenal in those. I know it's a little bit of a pricier bourbon to put in a cocktail, but to have a little spice to it, it's just been awesome. And I made this brown sugar simple syrup uh, that's still in the fridge, and it keeps for a little bit, I think, is yep. at least what, what I've seen and yep. read. And, uh, yeah, those have been really fun to, to drink as it's been warming up lately. So you just have it, and that's a pretty quick cocktail to put together as long as you got the mint, right? You just kind of throw it together. It's yeah, mint, mint is automatic in my Instacart. <laughs> refresh <laughs> that I you don't get that Fridays. out of your like herb garden <laughs> no herb garden yet we need the kids <laughs> to be about five years older I've been so. into the black Manhattans lately um, I don't know what that is it's just you use uh, a verno uh, 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 vermouth okay and you use orange bitters and regular bitters and that's pretty much the only difference mm-hmm. it just is a little bit darker and kind of spicier but you still use a nice rye uh, I, I got to the point where old fashions were tasting a little too sweet for me so I went to a little bit more boozy based so do you guys cocktail. always have vermouth at the house yeah I yeah. do now yeah it's been one thing on my grocery list that I've been I don't know delaying procrastinating on buying that I just need to get in the bar yeah what do you have Brian uh, what is it the is it Carpianico or whatever the Anico's at the end of it. That's one okay. of the kind of the better, you know, the better ones, but you know, common. I don't I see use. the Luxardo cherries at Benny's anymore. They've substituted some other, you know, imposter in there. I know what the imposter you're talking about because I have not seen the Luxardo. Are they still as good, or did you get them yet? Uh, I've only handed them out, so I can't speak for them. Okay. Those are the ones you hand out. The Luxardos you keep yeah, back for yourself. There you go. <laughs> Now we're going to be cherry aficionados. Well, when you when you go to Benny's and you get the good vermouth and a bottle of those, you know, those cherries, and you walk out, it's like, that's all you got, and you spend 50 bucks. You're like, oh, geez. <laughs> this better be good. Yeah. All right. What what media noche is on deck? And then, uh, oh, the bananas foster. That's right. Right? And, or and cookies and cream. I'm kind of... I'm 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 gonna vote bananas foster, but that's just one vote. No, we can't talk about that ahead of time. Let's do it. What voting? Oh, we oh we talked about it. So uh, Memorial Day is approaching. The um, official start to summer, also known as Decoration Day. Um. One uh, one of my favorite things to do is watch the Memorial Day concert on PBS with Gary Sinise and Joe Mantegna. It's a very good Memorial Day concert. Uh, I, I, I did get to go to that once when I was in D.C. It's actually quite neat. I was going to say, is that why you watch it, or would you recommend others to watch it if they haven't it's, it's seen depend- it? If you really want a patriotic Memorial Day focus like, thing. kind of homey. Homey. Yeah. Like, I think like it's the good. July 4th when they, they do one on the 4th as well. It's all, We're always, you know, because you get the kids or whatever. It's like, okay, this is what we're going to watch. Tonight, you know, right? they, they, they bring in, you know, lots of, lots of veterans. They do uh, a lot of singing. Yeah. It's like your so American standards. It's very Americana. Yeah. And what's more Americana than Gary Sinise <laughs> uh, and Joe Mantegna. Uh, just, just, I mean, given the love for the veterans, it's, it's, it's actually really fun. It's like one of those things that always reminds me of uh, a Memorial day other than, you know, the, the pageantry that you usually expect out of Memorial Day. But as we all know, it's summertime. So is this on, this is on Saturday or on Monday? Usually a Sunday night Sunday. thing. Gotcha. Good palate cleanser after, you know, a couple of days of hopefully <laughs> drinking. <laughs> <laughs> the, the TV show's yeah. a palate cleanser. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have anything planned. 
Are you guys doing the pool? Yeah. Opening yeah. opening days, yeah, 1030 yeah, on Saturday? Like yeah, we'll, we may we'll do that. Uh, we'll be there Sunday, Otherwise, we really don't Saturday. have we don't have plans. Yeah. The weather's Hope supposed to be a little iffy, so hopefully yeah. it works be out. Be a little cool. Otherwise, uh, it's just always good timing for weather being nice and relaxing for a three-day weekend, and I don't know. It's kind of nice to have an official, all right, summer started. Yeah. Like this yeah. is. Especially this summer. Cause, yeah. Um, yeah. I think everybody's kind of ready to live it up. Yeah. Summer. Yeah. Yeah. The the pool is going to be very much in a normal mode this summer uh, here in Peoria for the pool that we go to. So hopefully I think they'll have food, beverages, no pool times like last year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll be it'll be nice to television. Oh, yeah, they get a TV. Great. Um, Restaurant food, not just. Uh, so how many national hot chicken food. sandwiches can I have this summer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but, you know, I was as just thinking, us I'm going to order that, uh, the toasted goat cheese. I'm going to order that. Uh, too many times where I'm going to say, oh, it's too hot for this. But <laughs> it's so good. But. And how many time, how many stone IPAs are you going to have? Uh, hopefully not many. Hopefully that. we yeah. hopefully take care of that. Yeah. 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 We'll figure it out. So that was a, that's a good subject to go on right now because I think us three are the best equipped, best experienced. In our experience. <laughs> in our, in our experience opinion. to give them recommendations. And everyone loves to get recommendations, especially, I'm sure, Bartenders, um, yeah. the bartender. So I think, okay, we have to start with style. All right. First off, you have to have an easy drinker like a lager. Or Well, the first recommendation should be if you don't take our recommendations, then you just need to have a $1 corking fee. And we're <laughs> just going to we're just going to bring our own stuff okay. and refill wow. up the street at Ryan's house if if need be. Okay, so <laughs> throw in the gauntlet. Yeah. So, you do that. Um <laughs> <laughs> But I think <laughs> You Sorry, maybe that's on our back pocket, not the first recommendation. I, I, that's not our first play. You know, that's not the first <laughs> card you play. So you have to have an easy drinker. Um, and also something that's wildly appealing, um, that your wife, your aunt and uncle, your mom and dad would also find, hey, yeah, this is pretty good. What is it? And and you got to think about not like, what would I, I want a Suarez like Pilsner? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You need to you need to think in the minds of okay, I have to get from a uh, a distributor. Yeah. So what's what's what is it? Well, let's first agree on that it's okay to have Bud Light, Coors Light, and Miller Light. Yeah, agree. People are going to have those. Yep. You have to have yep. it. No big deal. We're yep. not here to quash domestic yep. beers. It's like if that's what you like, have it. Yeah. We're here to to squash the craft beers that they choose to limit you with. Yeah. When still trying to have a nice beer selection. Well, if you're so, in, if you're in Peoria, I mean, I think you, I think you, I mean, as long as Dubtel is still self-distributing, that's my call. Do you think you can get kegs there, or do you I'm just do sure kegs? I I think you would attempt to get a keg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah. I I don't think you could get, could get a keg. That would be my guess. But Pipeworks. You could probably get a Pipeworks IPA keg. I'm trying to think of places like or say so. I usually time downtown and the t- kind of kegs that they get, and trying to get a little bit of a piggyback How off about of that. Pilsner or Cal? Maybe a Pilsner or Cal. I think that would be terrific. I was actually thinking that what if since we're in Illinois, if they went with kind of a theme and their eight, seven craft beers were all Illinois brewed. I think that's great. Yeah. So you stick with. Dovetail Hellas. Dovetail no or, question. Or Pipeworks. Or uh, is it Half Acre that makes Fader? Or the stuff from Metropolitan is good, you know, for a lager of some kind or whatever. Yeah. Somewhere in there. I think you want to support Illinois. Yeah. This has got a, then you've got a theme to it. So. Yeah. And I don't think we. I don't think you're going to have a problem finding good beers in all of the categories right. you're looking for, you know, if, as long as you stick with Illinois. Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing that I think we'd also have to probably agree on that, you don't have to get too complicated. Nope. nope. You don't have to have 25, 30 different craft beers to please the craft I, beer aficionados. I really think Having you just a good say, one of yeah. each style. Have yep. six, seven different ones. Yep. And it's like, if you want a lager, hey, you're going to be drinking Dovetail Hellas. And if yep. you got a problem with it, then you just don't appreciate this style that <laughs> much. You're wrong. It's a really good one. Yeah. 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 If you don't like it, you're wrong. So I think we agree on that. Um, I think you'd have to go with like. You have to have an IPA. 
a pale ale and an IPA. Would like be you're mine. in Peoria, you have to have dank meme. Like, I would disagree. Oh wow! Respectfully. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I think people are past that. Really? Three I, years ago, I think that would have been a requirement. I think people are past it now. Okay. I think you need half acre daisy cutter. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think be. if they had Daisy Cutter, I'd drink Daisy Cutters for days yeah. at yeah. the pool. Now I will say that I'm drawing a I'm drawing a blank now. Uh Revolution has their hero ones. Anti hero? No, not anti hero. They've got a pale ale that's really good. I'm I'm totally drawing a blank Sun, here. Sun Sun Maybe I'll look Crusher, it up. Crusher, Chaser. Like, is that their culture golden ale? Uh, that? that might be their golden ale. Um, this is an off-the-cuff topic, folks. Sorry we didn't prepare a little bit. but No, this is perfect. Uh, this is exactly is, what this needs. This is a brainstorming. I, I agree. Daisy Cutter, I'm surprised you say that in Peoria we didn't, you wouldn't have to have Dank Meme. I'm okay with that. But So you replace Dank Meme with... Um, I don't want a hazy IPA. I think if you want a hazy IPA, have cans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have like Dank Meme cans. Yeah. That's fine. I don't, want a ca- I don't want a keg of it. I don't want to We are getting a pretty good selection of phase three and more lately. And let's see. I'm, j- I'm trying to. Th- Humble Forager, stuff like that, as far as cans. That well, I was, yeah, but I was thinking of uh, keeping it to Illinois. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Noon I would whistle, stick with just like. Right. the Yeah, even Noon Whistle. Noon like, Whistle. Just even if you just have a rotating one or just yeah. like, hey, whatever four packs we could get from the distributor this week. You're probably not going to sell a ton of hazies in the summer heat. I just don't think you are. So, Although I still think it's a popular brand that or, or a style that you're still going to get a lot of people asking. I would still say I think you have to have one. One out of three yeah. times that I go, I'm probably going to just say, eh, I kind of yeah. feel like one. I, maybe I maybe I went for a run that morning, something like that. So I'm I'm good for a hazy. Because there's because there was a while that one of their most popular beers was No Call No Show. Yeah. Off the tap. Yeah. And you're still going to have a need for that. But those are, those have their moments. Yeah. But I think you have to have a good IPA or pale ale or both. And you have to have a light beer. And probably like. A golden ale. I mean, it's not the most exciting category, but another. Like, oh, I don't like lagers and I don't like IPAs. I'm like golden ale. Somebody makes one. Everybody makes one. The thing is, like, what style outside of those two things that you really like probably go through a lot of? You could do Three Floyds Gumball Head. I know that's. I was going to say like a wheat, but it's kind of Chicago. And as much as you know, I'm a little bit over their stuff, and I don't think they've done a great job mass producing it. No, I think that'd still be a really, really good one to have poolside. And then. I may have had it. Riggs Hefeweizen is supposed to be very good. They do good lagers. Uh, I haven't had their half, but. Um, they they just had like a light lager on draft. Uh, maybe it was two years ago now at Poor Brothers. It was terrific. Yeah, and I feel like it was That's maybe a straight before. central Illinois kind of thing. I feel like I was Actually, in there like three times in a two week span, and I had two or three pints of it all, I don't, all the time. I don't know I what you guys think about the Two Brothers Hef. The Two Brothers Hef is actually not bad. Oh, really? I don't think or Domain to Page. I'm still okay with Domain Page. Yeah. Not a great summer heat beer. A <laughs> little bit That's on the like heavier fall. side. But fall went and like they rotate that out. Yeah. All right. We got we got some room here, and I'm, we've thought through the process a little bit. But I think what we figured out is you don't need more than six. No. 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 Tops. No. What about some type of light Saison? I was trying to... I, I was thinking Saison DuPont, since it is mass-produced, and... I would think you could easily get it, and yeah. eh, with that one, you could just say, okay, we don't need an Illinois one. This one will qualify. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the standard. I mean, that's the classic yeah. to which all others are sort of compared to. Right. I think you, I think you try, and we'll see, you know, if it's just me. Is it lofty <laughs> goals? <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, in the wintertime, you bring in, like, a brown ale. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, it, you know... Amber, I, I love a nice Vienna or an yeah, Amber Lager. A Doppelbach at some point. That kind of thing. Well, yeah. the the Dovetail Vienna is terrific. Can 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 they get a contract with Dovetail? I'm I'm more than happy I to. Mean, Dovetail self self distributes, right? Yeah. So as long as they come down here. <laughs> yeah. All right. So <laughs> we we got some work to. We do. need to pull uh, pull our other club member friends yeah. in and and try to make sure that we commit to buying plenty of Dovetail, which yeah. I think we could. Do I it. you know if they had if they had. Hellas at the pool or a Kostal yeah. at the pool from Dovetail, 
It could I get probably, dangerous a couple days. It, it, it could be, yeah, you, yeah, I might be spending the night at Ryan's yes. house. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I think we're walking today. <laughs> yeah, no carts today. It's just a walking thing. The other thing for the wintertime is, especially now that we see an abundance of Bourbon County on, on the shelf, I don't understand why restaurants don't, don't have Bourbon it. County. At this point, no. Just get 10. Yeah. Benny's has a hundred on the shelf that have been sitting there since you can November. Get, you can get kegs easily kegs of that. Are pretty, you know, I mean, the relative. I mean, the number of places or kegs if you want to have like, it on draft all winter. But yeah, or you can take it. You know, or just get yeah. get twenty. Have twenty bottles back yeah. there for the winter. Yeah, they'll Actually, get sold. They'll for sure get sold. Yeah, yeah, they will. We you know. will. I mean, anytime we see each other at the end of dinner or whatever, it's yeah. like okay, let's just like, split let's split somebody else. Quick. Yeah, split it three ways. That's a perfect like aperitif. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, well, let's let's set our uh, a meeting date with uh, with the beverage manager, All right. and we'll we'll knock this out. Yeah. So you know, hopefully Bob and and Pat were listening; they can probably make <laughs> this happen. So. Um. Well, uh, how's the banana the bananas Foster media hey, note? By the way, before you transition, that, I was gonna, please. I was just going to mention. So I texted you guys since we were talking about uh, Illinois beer and lagers. Is that it was nice to find that the craft beer temple had oh, yeah. uh, Goldfinger that they yes. will ship down here. And so tomorrow I'll I'll get my first shipment of the of their original, was it their original lager and, the then, original and then the pills. So, so then yeah. so I'm pretty I mean, excited about that. I haven't had it yet. So let's just get that contract with uh, Goldfinger and get <laughs> get that going. Yeah, yeah. Dovetail Hellas and Goldfinger original. Uh, that's all we oh. need. We don't even need the seven styles. We're good. <laughs> Forget it. Just give me those two all day long, <laughs> all year long. Is that the excuse for us to be the ones that has to go to Goldfinger to get it and then bring yeah. it down? Yes. Yeah, it's self-distribute only. Yeah. So there's a trip every quarter that we make to yep. go up there and get enough for the uh, the three months. Um, so the, the thing I'll say about Bananas Foster Media Noche, if we're transitioning here... Um, we shall. It is a blend of Imperial Stouts aged for 21 to 33 months in a mix of Lordy. freshly emptied cognac casks, Heaven Hill 14-year-old bourbon barrels, and MGP 5-year-old high rye bourbon barrels, imparting notes of maple cinnamon pecans, creme brulee, candied apes, and vanilla sweet cream. After barrel aging, we conditioned the blend on wild-dried Thai bananas, Indonesia vanilla beans, and Vietnamese cinnamon sticks to recreate our own take on the classic New Orleans dessert, Banana Swaster. My personal opinion is it's a little too banana-heavy. And I only say that because I'm not a huge fan of banana as it relate, like getting into liquid and things like that. I mean... I'm okay eating it's, a banana for breakfast, but it's the texture isn't it? No, I, I'm okay eating a banana for breakfast. Uh, I don't love it in beer. When Prop, what was it, 17 was a bananas Foster. Yeah. When that first came out, it was super banana heavy, and I was not a huge fan. And then it seemed like after like six months, that banana faded, the cinnamon started popping, and then I really, really started to enjoy that one. And I feel like this is kind of on the same level for me. I don't know what do you guys think. The cognac part of it's nice. The barrel coming through, I think, is really, really nice. It's okay for me. I compared to the this one. <laughs> it's we have had an interesting mix. It's it's it, it's it's spice heavy. Yeah. I feel like it's spice heavy, um, almost like a. Um, I don't know. You get that like star anise, that that cinnamon, that that just sort of earthy sort of spiciness to it i i honestly it's interesting i don't get this overwhelming banana slap in the face yeah i don't either really yeah i but smell it just like my whole finish my... my whole finish is banana i get it but i do get that weird like like apricot like dried fruit yeah, kind of taste to it, candied fruit, like the kind you get to p- throw into your trail mix. Yep. Um, if they didn't describe that, or if you didn't mention, it, I wouldn't have noticed it. But I totally get it on the front. Probably. End. Very suggestive. I think that's the cognac mixed with the chocolate. Probably the cognac. Yep. But the barrel's really nice. I kind of like it. Yeah, that part of it I kind of like. It's it's very unique. Um. I don't get any cinnamon. 
it's not a cinnamon. It, again, it's like a, it's like, m- like a when you have mulled wine, and you have that like yeah. spice pack. It kind of reminds me of that, almost like a holiday spice ish. But it's interesting. I mean, yeah, better than the prop, whatever, like seventeen or whatever. Yeah. What was that? What was that one uh, trillion bananas one? It was like fire roasted. It was sort of like smoky and marshmallowy and banana y. I don't remember. Yeah, it was that. Talk about when a they banana did that mango. forward. I remember when they did the mango IPA and it was an epic fail with monkish. <laughs> monkish. And people were like, put this on the shelf for three months and no, then it's going to be fine. Said, they said, put this on. And it was still an aspirin burn yeah. in, your, in your throat. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. even the greats sometimes stumble. True. True, true, true. Well, I'm, this I'm, was good. I I'm mean, it's not fine. disappointed. No, it's 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 good. It's just, uh, yeah. Certainly, we had this really nice honey rye whiskey, and then you know, Medianoche Reserve was really really good to start with. So, yeah, uh, it's a little bit tough to kind of go back and forth and and follow with that. But yeah, you I can't have you. every beer be a five point on Untapped. So right. that's okay. I mean, why not? I would say make world sure we to live split in. this with friends too. This would be uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to split it too. Pour ways. a big twelve <laughs> ounces of this. No, sometimes I'm that the reserve. I would I would dome yeah. myself. Yeah, well, we basically did. <laughs> we basically split it two ways. Yeah. Um, be- before we sign off, we got to get Brian's beer of the week. Yep. Since he joined late, is he ready? Oh man, I Can haven't. You do it. Pint or provision of the week? Yeah, there you go. Because you probably cooked up some. Fine smoked chicken, brisket, or something over the weekend. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's see. Made char- we did, made a we did charcuterie. Yeah, uh, we, uh, we we did grill out steaks on Saturday. It was the first time in a while, actually. We grilled out steaks. It was kind of nice. Um, that would probably be the highlight. I haven't had any crazy. It's like I haven't had any you know super interesting beers lately. But it's like <laughs> it's one of those where I've got three shipments coming. I think in the next like five days, I've got there's Hill Farmstead <laughs> coming. There's all the Goldfinger coming, and then there's a Tavor shipment coming. So Jeez. all within the next few days. Talk so. about a good Memorial Day. Yeah. Just mentally preparing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's like well, before Memorial Day, I get you know we're gonna put these Hill Farmstead and and uh, a bunch of good loggers. Which one am I? Which ones am I gonna have Friday? Which ones am I gonna right. save yeah. for Saturday yeah. afternoon? Yeah, no, it's a it's a chess game. Yep. Um, well, here's to a good summer. Uh, here's to a pretty darn normal summer. I mean, um, this will be good. It'll 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 be good. Not like last summer was terrible. I will say that. Uh, but this summer will be great. So, cheers to more. Right, cheers, uh, guys. And cheers Absolutely. to more cheers. in-person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Podcast now. So, All cheers. Right. Sign off.